Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, Evan. How do you like my new motto? You want to let the viewers my new motto? What's your new motto? Giants up, fins down. Big week. Do you want me to make that? Do you want me to make that the title? Honestly, that's going to have to be the title because Kayvon Thibodeau is the defensive rookie of the year. He's an animal. He dropped the pass coverage last game. What can't he do, Evan? That's what I'm asking you. What can Kayvon Thibodeau not do? Well, it took him a. 15 weeks to do something. So that's why. Oh, yeah, because he wasn't one of the top defensive rookies in the last whatever weeks. That's what narratives go. That's my narrative now. Oh, yeah, get out of here. I've been saying this. He's got, like, one of the best pursuit abilities I've ever seen. Like, he, there's plays that are, like, you know, he's making tackles 15 yards away from the line of scrimmage, chasing down running backs. You don't see that kind of, like, energy and, like, drive for players these days, you know? Right, right, right. You, and he made the game-winning right. tackle, too, on top of the fact he dropped it to coverage and made the game-winning tackle on Heineke trying to do his signature dive into the end zone. But we don't allow those. No, no, no. Not and don't even get me started on the scoop and score. Gorgeous play. Strip sacks, Heineke, and scores a touchdown. Where you don't see that these, these days. Yeah, never, It's never been done. Come on, Evan. Tell, tell me about it. What? The only thing stopping the Giants is, like I said, the, the lack of – is the Giants, yes, and the lack of receivers. Oh, yeah. Richie James, wide receiver one, really put on a showing. Mm, right, right, yeah. It's, it's just tough because, like, I'm trying not to let my hopes get too high because I know, like, that was past experience at the end of the game. The Giants, it's kind of borderline. So be it, whatever we won the game. But, like – if we make it to the playoffs, I can't have too high of hopes because when we inevitably lose, it's it's kind of like kind of you like with the Mets, right? Like you try and not let your hopes get too high, but then they make the playoffs. You're like maybe there's a chance, and then they lose, and it's depression. Yes. Yeah, so I'm trying enough. to avoid that cycle. I'm trying to I'm trying to break the cycle. Hmm. Right. Right. Evan, I only tell me about the Dolphins game. Give me your rant. Uh, I like to, you know, give a little switch of pace as we always do. All right. Dolphins had a tough week. Well, first off, we should tell people, why do you sound <laughs> so muffled right now? I sound muffled? Well, no. Obviously, the quality is not as usual. We're, we're filming through Zoom. Oh, or, oh, yes. The back of the Zoom, as our OG viewers remember, our first, like, two years were over Zoom, probably over quarantine. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, at least a year, year and a half, I would say. And I do I, not miss this. I'm not going to lie. But No, I know. do not at all. It's just like clunky. Yeah. And I'm currently in Boston, Massachusetts, home of the Celtics. Boo. Boo. But you know what? I'm excited to get a good lobster roll. That's what I'm looking for. Mm, yum. And a Sam Adams lager. I might. But the story, a little uh, review session out here in Boston. Mm, excellent, excellent, good stuff. Um, all right, so sh- I guess we go back to dolphins. Hit me with a little rant, Evan. I know you got a lot to say. You're a very opinionated man. Um, I would say I've cooled down from Sunday. If it was, if we were, if we banged out this episode like right after the game, like Sunday night, Sunday night at eleven thirty. You know, there's there have been a lot of uh, emotions going through. Uh, my uh my brain my small little tiny brain of mine and 
I've sort of, all right, I still have the opinions that I did, but they're a little, you know, they're more uh, thought out or not okay. as, you know, uh, you know, yeah, thought out and okay. just rambling and stuff like that. Um, but I'll take some pauses first before I go into my little tangent. Uh, I thought I thought Tua had a good game. I thought he played well in the environment. I thought that second touchdown pass was a thing of beauty. And I thought the running game, I thought, played really, really well, uh, which leads into my negative, which is we didn't run the ball enough. The amount of okay. times that we had third and one, third and two, third and three, and we would just obviously opt to pass it was very frustrating yes. because we ran the ball. We averaged like seven, seven and a half yards a carry. And and that was the most frustrating thing. We were just running all over them. Even without Jeff Wilson, uh, Raheem Moser had a hell of a day. It was just, it, it was just, I, I know McDaniel, he's a, he's a first time head coach. You know, he's, he it's pretty much his first time calling plays. Um, and I know he's going to learn that he's going to learn all these new stuff, but you know, it's very smart guy. Yes, but this is the third week in a row that this has happened where he's just not opting to run the ball more. And I, especially that we were just dominating and the environment and it was cold. And it's very not like Shanahan of him. Yeah, very not Shanahan of him. And yeah, very, very not Shanahan of him because I was, that was what I was expecting the most. I was heading to this year. I thought we should run the run and run and run the ball, but I feel like we were very pass heavy. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought this game. I thought we were going to run the ball a lot more, and I th- even though we had uh, a lot of yards running, I feel like it we could have had even more. And like I said, I thought, the- no, no, get, please continue. I was just going to say, do you think this possibility after like the first five weeks, he got a taste of what it's like to air raid people, and maybe that you know skewed his play calling a little bit? He's like, oh, I can maybe expect to bomb everybody over the top. Well, yeah, I I think that's the case. I think we were just throwing the ball so much down the field that, yeah, people realized, all right, let's just drop everyone coverage. And, you know, it, it was weird because, like I said, yeah, Tua played, played a good game. I thought he played a, a very good game, a nice little bounce-back game for him. But still, I, I just still think it wasn't the environment where we had to throw the ball 30-odd mm-hmm. times and keep throwing the ball. Like I saw on third and short, it wasn't third and eight, third and nine where you had to throw the ball. These were short yard situations. Okay. And there were so many times where we could have just ran the ball. And he, I think we were like five or 14 in third down conversions. Not good enough. And um, that that's on the offensive side. That 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 was the most frustrating part in this entire okay. game. That to me, we were I, in the oh, game, we were in the game, we were winning in the fourth quarter, and it was just so uh-huh. frustrating. Yeah, I completely get that. But to me, as an outsider, at least as a uh, an avid Dolphins, mm, I, I I say I'm an avid viewer. I, I view, I view just just mm. the mockery of it. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it kind of oh. seems like not that I, you, you're game, probably the they, you're you're probably the first non AFC East rival hater of the Dolphins. I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> that in my life. Uh, but my my big thing is Evan, right? Watching these games, it it's not that Tua had a bad game. It almost feels like that connection he had with Tyreek Hill and Waddle that was scorching hot for the first three to five weeks. It almost seems like it's figured out. Like teams got enough film 
to kind of be like, okay, this is what we can expect from that, you know, passing attack. Well, yeah, sure. Um, I think that's right. But even then, like, I, I still think, look, I would say, you know, I, I, I'll, look, I'll, I'll squash some narratives. People saying that Tyreek Hill wasn't going to have the production that he was going to have. Well, he just broke the Dolphins franchise <laughs> that's, that's record. Squashed. No, yeah, that was in a high mark. So who had that? Well, Devontae Parker? No, it was not Devontae Parker. Relax. You know, I think he squashed his career high, I think, as well. So, like, he's already top, broke that. Jalen Waddle, obviously, having a great year, had a nice – finally involved, had a nice touchdown. Yeah, sure, they're getting somewhat figured out. Um, but I, I do think there were some better things this past week on Saturday than the past two prior weeks offensively. But still, once again, I think it was still the play calling. Just still wasn't – it was very pass-heavy still. And, like I said, in an environment where – it felt like it was designed to run the ball because this offensive line played their asses off this week. Yeah. They played their asses off. And like I said, like, man, like you, you and also, you know, a couple of those, those uh, receivers, if Sherfield doesn't drop the ball and, you know, in the, you know, in the, in the end zone for an easy touchdown or if Braylon Sanders, an undrafted free agent just stops running the ball and, and, and that could have been maybe another touchdown, Obviously, we're playing, you know, the what-if game. But um, the game was there for the taking. Like I said, we were in this game. We were winning. And then once, you know, the Bills got the ball back with, like, four minutes left. I, I think I texted in the group chat saying that, watch, they're going to score. They're going to waste all the yeah. clock. And they're going to kick the game away field goal. And that's what happened. Yeah, I've seen the story a million times. Exactly right. Yeah. I, and I wish I was wrong. And Josh Allen seems to be like a one-man show at this point. Yeah, where he has that ability to like single-handedly alter games, but on the bright side, I want to be nervous as a Dolphins fan because you hung with one of probably the top three teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. You're right there. It wasn't like you lost in the last couple of minutes. And Mike McDaniel's is a very smart guy. He'll figure out new game plans. I'm sure as we speak, he's you know in the film room right now, drawing up new schemes and plans for the, for the week after. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what do you think? About his post game comments, he had that very like profound little speech. He's like, you know, improving week in week out, getting better, even though the results don't match. That was like kind of one of like the deepest co- uh, coach quotes I've ever seen. He like really got into it. Uh well, I think when you're on a three game losing skid, eh, you know, you're gonna say those things. It, you know, like it's frustrating. Trying to hype the guys up. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's and obviously just you know, there's a lot of eyes now. And a lot of Buffalo Bills fans that are just absolutely ripping you. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, you know, I don't have an issue. I, I think it's just I know you're gonna hype up the guys as well, but also you gotta you gotta figure out some, you know, gotta look at yourself a little bit with the play calling and look I'm at what sure that, is. what what is going on with that defense. It's besides Christian Wilkins and Jalen Phillips, um, who had the a good game. Yeah, it's like I said, I hope. This is the last year of Josh Borders, defense coordinator. And um, uh, uh, if we were about to go on a different topic, I'm going to end this on one thing. And I'm not saying this cost us the game because it didn't. But uh, NFL officiating, please just keep the damn flags in your freaking pants. Stop throwing the damn flag. Yeah, just as, as a Giants fan, I agree. Play. <laughs> Holy shit. That, they did it for the Giants. That pass interference call at the end of the game. 
where you, there's a freeze frame. There's a freeze frame. You just go on Twitter. There's a freeze frame before there's any contact between the receiver and Cater Gohu. You see the flag already thrown for pass interference already. It's mind-boggling, and there was there was the the pass interference against Tyree Kill, which was suspect as well. That was not called, but I'm not saying we lost because of that. But once again, just keep the damn flag in your damn pants or wear that, that, on that's your waist or right there. Keep keep the flag in your pants. I like that one. Flags in your pants. That's right. See, we're now we're back with those titles. The bit Evan, the biggest thing I want to talk this week, and I'm sure you saw my Snapchats with my brother. What yes. happened in that Patriots Raiders? Because I'm still trying to. I think that might have been the most hectic final minute of a football game I've ever watched in my life. Okay, so I didn't watch a lot of the of the, the football games this weekend, but I did see. You're having a good time this weekend, right? I, did, I had a good time. I had a good time. Listened to some loud music, uh, mm. so it was very very fun. But I, when I had the chance, I looked down on my phone and I saw the the end of that Patriots game. And I just had the biggest smile on my face. That was <laughs> the funniest thing in the and, goddamn world. And Holy it's crazy because even if you go back a little further, that Raiders touchdown, we can all acknowledge now was clearly out of bounds, right? Yeah. Yeah. He I, had his foot out of bounds. My question is how the only camera angle they have in the national football league where they have 8 trillion cameras was like in the stratosphere like somebody on their android in the second level was filming it like they were reviewing the play and they're like oh let's tune into our only they had no pylon footage nothing they were like it was like an aerial camera from 100 yards away like hmm, we can't really tell so we can't overturn it yeah i've it's uh yeah i have no clue i really have no clue it wasn't the greatest week officiating for the uh Right for this week, yeah, it was for the NFL. It was pretty bad. And then now, right? So Ramondre Stevenson takes up the goes up the gut up for the Patriots for what, like 30, 45 yards. Yeah, decides yeah. to pitch it back to Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, one could definitely put the blame on Ramondre Stevenson for even starting this pitch nonsense. But who mm-hmm. know, uh, Like I don't even know where what he thought to do that for. Yeah, because. I guess maybe you can rationalize Meyer's decision by saying, like, oh, once Ramondre pitched it to him, he was like, oh, oh, what am I doing? Pitch it, pitch it, pitch it. Like, Ramondre honestly should have ran what he could have run. If he didn't get it, he didn't get it and just go down. Yeah. Um, but then Jacoby Myers decides to lateral it backwards about 40 no, yards. No, no, no. He did not lateral it. He threw it. He launched it all the way back here, all the way back backwards, back to the then, quarterback. And then Mac Jones proceeds to get steamrolled. That is, uh, oh, that is mm, a thing of beauty. That picture, that freeze frame is beautiful. And my dad was making the joke. It's like, hey, Mac Jones has got to make that tackle. It's like, I don't care if you have to kick him in the balls, punch him in the face, do whatever you got to do. Like, you got to bring him down. Yeah. Like, I know literally. that's like a six foot six, 260 pound man. Like, don't get me the easiest thing. But like, I do not care if you have to, to mug him, shit, like, clean him in the shins, whatever you got to do. He's got to go down. Yeah, no, that was there were, like so much had to go wrong for that play to work, and it did. And obviously, as a as a Dolphins fan, I have uh, no sympathy towards the Patriots, and uh, I have no sympathy on the to- the toe tap touchdown that should should have been overturned in this play because you have six Super Bowl wings. So stop complaining. All right, yeah, they'll be they'll you be had right. your fun. Look. If you're a Patriots fan and are complaining, oh, we didn't have the fair. Like, it's 
it's like uh, payback for the tuck world. It's like you have six Super Bowl rings. Me and Pete's teams combined have five. All right. And that's in- whoa, whoa, whoa. well, let's start with the fact that mine has four and your has one. So let's not make it sound like, oh, it's three and two or something. What? I said you only have one, so let's not make it sound like it's even you. Let's we not put the Giants guy. in the- We have two guy. Oh, I did my math completely wrong. Proceed. Yeah. Hmm. Engineer, right? Engineer. But uh yeah, Patriots fans, uh shut up. For like ever. Because you have no reason to you dominated this entire league for two decades. So wait, did you wait? Well, everyone take a deep breath. Didn't you not just say we have five Super Bowls combined? We have six combined then. Wait, yeah, the Giants have four? The Giants have four Super Bowls. Tough you know, guy. Yo, know, I keep forgetting that you guys have four. Like I always forget. We won in if off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure it was eighty seven was the first one, but I know for a fact ninety one, oh eight, and two thousand twelve. Yeah, I always know the two against the Patriots and the wide right one, but I always forget the, the one in the eighties. I just always forget. Yeah, the right, one, so the 80s one does, does slip my mind, but I'm not sure if it's 87, for example, it's like 86 or 87. Can't forget the 91 Buffalo Bills game where the Bills shanked that field goal in that and stretch then, where they yeah. won the Super Bowl every year and kept losing. Yeah, they, they went the four straight. <laughs> Bills fans struggling out there. Oh, I have, I have no sympathy for them. Fuck you, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your team's good, but fuck you. I don't care. For, I don't give a shit. Oh, you know what's crazy? I saw on Twitter randomly. That there were fans that were just like, oh, there, there's no rivalry. Like, there's no rivalry between the Dolphins and the and the Bills. It's like, are you blind? It's are, every interdivisional matchup for the most part has a rivalry. Literally, like, even when like the Bills were like the dumpster fire, they were the bottom of the barrel, and even when the Jets and whatever, and the Patriots were obviously dominating, and then there was the Dolphins being mediocre. There's always stakes because it was always a divisional game. Like, there's never been. Not stakes. It's been exactly. bragging. Tell him, tell him, Evan. Hey, Buffalo fans, you're stupid. Mm. Even, yeah. even if the Dolphins won, I, I would still be saying the same stuff. So, but the, but the rivalry is well, it's never been lost, but it's like back in like in the competitive, like the Marino, Jim Kelly era where there was just like slugfest, you know? Mm. So, and those but- times, you know. And then I was going to say, too, in another hectic game, what's next for those Colts? Matt Ryan has two of the biggest blown leads in NFL history. You can't put it all on them. Obviously, the defense like went to sleep. But what happened? I I, I can't even rationalize what happened in that game. Like, I, it, it still does not make sense to me that you let Kirk Cousins put up 39 points on you in the fourth quarter. I am a loss for a second because I benched while well, I was already out of the playoffs. So this was like the constellation playoffs in fantasy. I uh, So I benched Kirk Cousins in favor of Geno Smith uh, because I just had my trust in Geno because he's played very, very well. And then I, I checked the first half uh, stats. And I'm like, holy crap, they're getting their asses kicked. And Kirk has maybe like two points or whatever. Like, oh, I guess I made a good decision. And the next thing I know, I look at my phone, and next thing you know, I see Minnesota ties up the game. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what? yeah, I was I was painting, and I left, and I was like, oh wow, they're losing thirty six three or whatever it was thirty, yeah. you know. And then I get home, and it's tied, and I was like, what? In that drive, they tied the game. I, 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 
What's, what happens now for Jeff Saturday? Because that a well, loss like that, I put most of the blame on the coach. Oh, 100%. Um, well, look, they could have gone undefeated. I still wouldn't have given them the job, in my opinion. I just, well, now you can't give them the job, right? Okay. He he lost all credibility now. Now it's out the window. Yeah, like how, like, how do you, it was, that was pathetic. Like, it really showed, I guess the inexperience too, obviously. But, like, how does, like, how does it all just shut down? And, like, for, <laughs> and for Matt Ryan, like, how do you constantly just not see this, like, written in the stars? It's happened so many times. Like, not even just the Super Bowl collapse, but even so many games in the regular season. He's probably disgusted. And, you know, at this rate, it's the same old song and dance. It's like, Jesus, again. Same, yeah, like, like, come different on. team, same story. We did not think you could get worse. Yeah, and it got worse. It's... Each one, well, no, each one hasn't topped it, but it's sort of like solidified. Like, wow, like what is going on? Nothing is worse than the Super Bowl loss because obviously it's the Super Bowl, but this is yeah, my like in a vacuum, the worst thing I've ever seen. It, this was pathetic. Like, this was absolutely pathetic. And the final biggest question I have for you, for Evan, are the Lions good? I think they're pretty good. Are the Detroit Lions a good football team? I think they're a pretty good football team. So that means because they're good, that means so if anyone wants to argue the Dolphins uh, win over the Detroit as saying, oh, they're just the Detroit Lions, well, your narrative and your reasoning are wrong. Because, yeah, I do think they're a good team. I think a lot of people had their eyes on and them. And their defense is turning the corner. Yeah, because actually because after the Miami game, they fired the defense. Uh, no, they, no, they, did, they fired their uh, – defensive backs coach i remember and i i think that was pretty much after the dolphins game they kind of just figured it out defensively like sort of like stability wise like and then offensively they've been clicking a little bit more and here they are and potentially in the in a playoff run it's, and think about it too how differently they'd be sitting right now when they started one in six it wasn't even like they were a bad team i like they lost at least three or four of those games as, you know, one score field goals at the end of, you know, in the last minute of the game. And also they trade Hawkinson too. So if they're able to close a couple games, they're already sitting in the playoffs. Oh, 100%. 100%. I personally think there were, I would do not, I would not want to face them in the playoffs in the NFC because that offense could rattle off 35 yeah. points on even heartbeat. Their O line looks really good. As long as their O line is holding together and Amon Ross stays healthy, they could, their offense could hang with some of the best. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and you have golf in the pocket. You have you give him time. Like and Hawkinson he, is getting to the quarterback. Uh, Hutchinson. Hutchinson, my fault. Because we're just talking about T.J. Hutchinson. My apologies. Yes, Aiden no Hutchinson, who should have been the first overall. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Him or Thibodeau, I think, are both better than uh, Walker. But I, honestly, how is he even doing, Walker? I think he had a nice start to he had a nice start to the season. I think he's cooled off, but like he like they picked a, a raw player first overall. Yeah, I would say he's like you know like in quarterback terms yeah. the you know the flashy six five quarterback. They, that they, they picked the they picked the Trey Lance of defense. They they did. He's you know big, fast, strong, and he didn't know if he was going to work out, but he could have been extra really dominant. 
Yeah. But Hutchinson was a guaranteed starting elite yes. pass rusher. Hundred Yeah, we said uh, the, the ceiling, the, the floor was higher with Hutchinson. But obviously, the ceiling is the higher. With, the pick with for Walker. Walker also didn't make sense for me because I feel like everything you saw athletically from him, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau already showed you at Oregon and was already more polished. First, uh, I don't know if it's biased as a Giants fan. But I still think he's as much, if not maybe a little less of an athletic freak, but had just, you know, just as good of a college career. I'm going to make an assumption. Showed you professional may- I'm going to make an assumption. Maybe it's the SEC shit. So, yeah, you you're, playing, you're, playing with, you're playing with grown men. You're on a, a, you know, one of you know the best defenses the college football has seen in quite some time, you know, in, in the Georgia team last year. So, I was like, ugh. Obviously, I, I I would have made the selection. It seems like you wouldn't have made it either. I think. I mean, we, go back we, to our mock drafts. Go back to our mock drafts. Exactly. Back and we have Thibodeau and Hutchinson going as our yeah. one and two, and we're flipping back and forth over the course of the months. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, uh, I think I think Kayvon Walker for one. I think our last one, well, the one that we did, I, I think he was like maybe low teens. I think. Well, not low teens, like like eight nine maybe. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, we only bumped him up to like two because that's what we were hearing where he was going to get picked. Yeah, something like yeah, what yeah, something like that. Yeah, but why? Yeah, exactly. Where I had evaluated it was yeah. like you know the third to four. I thought Karloftis was even better than him. I like Karloftis. Yeah, Purdue, Purdue, Purdue. Um, that could also be the Greek bias, but I really liked Karloftis <laughs> at Purdue. I like Karloftis. He was a good player. Um, you know, you, you got to support the Enneas. You know, exactly. He was. Born and uh, born and raised there, I think. Yeah, was he born and raised? I, I think I think he was born there. I I know born. I don't know about raised. Oh. He had me at that point. He threw me off with raised. Oh, 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 okay. Ah, he he he's got he's got blood, organic blood. He has olive oil and ouzo in his blood. <laughs> There's actually a nice Mediterranean place over here. I was thinking about checking out. Really? Is it is yeah, it I, is it or is it not a diner? No, it is not a diner. It's a Greek Mediterranean restaurant. You got a, you got a specific Mediterranean. Oh, you got a couple places over there. What is it called? Michalis. Mm, honestly, I don't even remember. But it's not even. It wasn't even a Greek name. Oh. You know, I feel like a classic. I feel like nine times out of ten, you see like a Greek restaurant and be like, Cucina. <laughs> and, and you gotta have the pillars as like and 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 like the the blue. Oh yeah. And then you go in the menu's got the you know the spiral pattern on it. hundred percent. You're like ah, exactly. Oh, our favorite uh, menu item, the the, the what we call it, the chicken gyro. Yeah, the chicken gyro platter, a platter. It's got to be a platter because it feels like we don't see. It's always a platter for you know these chicken gyros. With, or, uh, with the with the can the dolmades on the side. Yes, yes, but everything on the side with the uh, you sit obviously with the wood ch- the wooden chairs with with the same tablecloth and everything like that the same setup. So, uh, last thing I want to ask you, Evan, okay. you saw Verlander today in the Mets jersey. How are you feeling? Um, you know, we talked about it you know two weeks ago, but it it, it looks good. It Seen him good. in the Mets jersey for some reason when I first looked at it, he looked like an older version of. Uh, Dark Knight, Matt Harvey. For some reason, like I was scrolling through my feed, and I thought it was like a throwback. I was like, "Oh, it's Verlander." Okay. I mean, I'm trying to see it. I no, guess he, I it something it. even looked like it was just like a bearded white guy in the Mets jersey, and I forget the guys have oh, Verlander. Cool, yeah. like, oh, they've they've had a billion of those. 
a billion dollars. Ah, sh- sure. You know, I'm, I'm going to say sure. Sure. I, honestly, I think you can argue that your starting pitch this year is better than last. You know, I've thought of that too, but I don't want to get um, your hopes up. Hopes up in like Kodai, uh, Kodai Senga, mm-hmm. Kodai Senga, you know, the Japanese pitcher, because obviously he's a, a wild card. Because you get um, people on Twitter who'll be like, "Oh, he's like already going to be a Cy Young candidate." Yeah, like, let's all let's take a deep breath. Yeah, the adjustment from yeah. the Japanese league—it was the Japanese or he's Japanese, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Japanese league to you know the MLB is definitely adjustment to make. Tanaka struggled a little bit to start. Um, Shohei Otani is like the only example of like instantaneous stardom. Uh, he he had like a like a slow start in the sense like he wasn't like the star that he was. He is now okay, but he still was an immediate like. Yeah. Starting rotation guy, yeah, or even like you, Darvish, as well. Yes, there's there's gonna have to be a, a, a growth period. Yeah, but with the starting bullpen with the Mets, like you immediately lose the star power of Degrom. I get it, but you guys are definitely deeper. I think so too. I think so too. I think that I think the bullpen's come around nicely mm-hmm. with uh, David Robertson. They acquired Brooks Raley from the the Rays. Uh, they resigned uh, uh, Adam Ottavino today. Um, and it looks like they're in. They might be in the market for Liam Hendricks from the mm, White Sox. I mean, as long as your two geezers can stay healthy, you'll be all right. Yeah, no, that that's true. Keep and, them at the nursing home, and the Mets will be fine. I think the Mets. Yeah, I think the Mets will be fine. Look, they're they're building. The, look, they're trying to win now, but obviously they're trying to build for the future. They're trying to do like that whole Dodgers sort of thing and how they do their operations and stuff like that. So, look, I know we want to see some of the young guys, and hopefully, you know, there's a young guy, uh, a, a young... Alvarez should take the field. What was that? Alvarez should take the field this year. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. Like, he, he's going to start. He should start uh, with with the team. I know we have four catchers right now, but I do expect them to trade McCann and maybe maybe Nito as well, because they just sent Omar Nevarez. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and it seems like they might not be done yet, and and they uh they might try to be a little more opt- opportunistic now, as we're getting, you know, later in the off season process. Okay, well, you got you got any good words for our viewers today? Um, so if you if anyone of you OG listeners missed the Zoom audio quality. Uh, let, let us know because definitely not as crisp as crisp. And I, I miss seeing you. You know, your smiling face, Evan. Same, same. Likewise, because well, if you <laughs> miss it, uh, so if you miss the step of quality, well, I just wanted to assure you guys that me and Pete do not miss this because we not rather be in person and be like two, not even two, three feet from each other and start babbling and rambling and all that nonsense. Because yeah, we spend all that money on you know equipment for a reason. Exactly, but uh, uh, my co-host took a, a surprise vacation. Surprise vacation? Uh, you know this. This is what we're out here for. We're exploring the city. You know, traveling across the world. Right, 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 right. So, but yeah, if you get a chance, Pete, uh, if you you know take a, a stroll past like a Gillette Stadium, uh, just mm-hmm. take a just take a massive dump. By the way, I so. mean, I don't think that's in Boston. Uh, that might be. Foxborough, Massachusetts. But yeah, no, but, yeah it, but yeah, if when you some, it, Fenway, but, I'll spit on the curb. For but you. yeah, but it, yeah, but or even like TD Garden, just like you know, oh, that, that's some, pay some graffiti or just like I don't know, just a touch up, you know, bust up a little bit, you know. Oh, spray paint. Evan Flores was here. Yes, right, right, just 
the entire thing and you just leave my phone number just <laughs> <laughs> you but, get a uh, call tomorrow it's like excuse me so we're gonna have to have you come down like, uh, 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 uh. it's the other guy well thank you as always thank you for uh hosting us here today evan and putting up with my traveling oh of course hey adapt or die Oh,